You're listening to the Tech Edition Podcast, episode number 85. Shazam ain't black, and neither is Black Adam. Hello, everybody. I'm Sergio, the host of the Tech Edition Podcast. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just make it through. Hello. No, you're not. You're fired. <laughs> oh. Hello, everyone. Just kidding. I, 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 I am number four. Oh, no, no. I'm Clarence. I am Clarence. You'd be number two, right? Yeah. That would that would make you the shit. You know, I, was I am son. The whole movie James. Son. I say three in Japanese. Son. Never mind. Japanese son. Wow, this, this intro, intro is completely going to skew. But it's different to what movie two. I am number four. Yeah, you're young. And no, I am Ichi Nissan. Go, right? It's go, right? Go is young. five. Young is four. Young. Yep. Young Daimi four. Now, what would really be impressive if you gave me our episode number in uh, Japanese? Uh. Is it well, it's episode number eighty-five. <laughs> it's Hachiju Go. Dude, that's racist. <laughs> ocho, ocho cinco. Ocho cinco. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Hey, but I did it. Congratulations. Or I guess now it's the artist formerly known as Ocho Cinco. I think he changed his name back to Johnson. So <laughs> I don't know. I guess, I guess I guess we don't need any weird um, insights about the number eighty-five now. <laughs> no, no, I, I think that did it. Chad Ochocinco, which is funny because that's not really how you say eighty-five in Spanish. It's Ochintisinco. Yeah. Ochintisinco? What? Oh, oh, Ochintisinco. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh man. But they kind they kind of like in. In in Spanish, they kind of blur the, the the letters together, so it sounds like they're saying Ochi Cinco. Yeah. So I mean, it's I guess it's an honest mistake. <laughs> oh man, that, uh, that like that guy's just a joke. Like he's a good receiver, but he's just just a joke. Uh, he's a joke, joke that makes more money than we will ever see. So. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> he he hasn't been it's entitled. Wow, though. I mean, I mean, no, I, I don't blame it on him. They just have a yeah. crappy quarterback. Yeah, Carson Palmer is horrible. It's really not. It's really not their fault. I mean, as much as as, as diva like as they are, it's the quarterback's fault. Wow, throwing it down. Beginning of the the podcast. Well, let's let's not waste any time and get straight to news. Uh, we've got a, a lot of stuff, and and uh, I guess I will step in and speak for Carl because he's not on this week, but he does have insight to a lot of the stuff we're going to talk about. So, Carrie, let's kick it off. You got some 3DS news? Um, or Wii news, depending on who you are. Um, <laughs> some very sad Wii news. Apparently, in this, I mean, this is really isn't a shocker to me. It's more like, oh, yeah, that's right. I just never really, something you never really thought about or wrapped your head around or whatever. But anyway, the 3DS is more... Powerful than a Wii, according to High Voltage, the developers of the Techpedition favorite, the Conduit. <laughs> <laughs> they say um, that the 3DS is more powerful than the Wii, and 
the more I think about it, that makes a lot of sense. Because you know, if the Wii was high def or something, maybe maybe not. But it's like 480p, so this is totally believable, even if it's not true. <laughs> I mean, it is. Isn't a lot of consensus is that the Wii is like the equivalent of the GameCube or just uh, it, marginally better? I affectionately refer to the Wii as two GameCubes taped together. Um, and and the thing is, power processor-wise, it's not even that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just more fun to say two GameCubes taped together. Yeah. Say it. But anyway, yeah, it's... I mean, considering that it's doing 3D and it's rendering the scene twice and, you know, it's new... Tech and um, ARM. I think it's I think it's running an ARM processor. These these ARM processors are becoming beast like. <laughs> um, I think this year there will be a quad core ARM processor. I don't think the one in the 3ds is, but um, it's, it's crazy. It's it's crazy how um how powerful these things are um uh becoming. Cause like I think my brother's gonna touch on this a little bit later, but. Did, are you going to talk about the Tegra on the cast? Well, we, well, yeah, I might. Yeah, I briefly touch on it. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, it's like I'll, I'll wait till then. But it, it's just funny how these handhelds, are, at least in cores, because it's not about hertz anymore or megahertz or gigahertz. It's about um, parallel processing, and that's yeah. really where you get all the power. So yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, and, and just to add to what you you you're saying. Um, these processes are getting so good that, I mean, Windows has formally announced that they're going to be developing a version of Windows for their own processor, so. Oh, yeah. And that's the way things are going because I don't think Intel's even actually licensing the x86 architecture out to anybody else. Um, There's a limited number of licenses. That, uh, I heard the guys from PC Perspective talk about that. And, and, like, that's why NVIDIA was forced to go another route with their with their with their mobile processors and with their netbooks or whatever, mm-hmm. because they could they couldn't even get a license for x eighty six. So, I guess it has no choice but to become more powerful. Is it like, a, like I'm, I mean, why they why can't they get a license? Is it like an exclusivity or something like that? Or? Well, it's just it's just Intel's just limited intentionally limiting the amount of x eighty six licenses that it hands out. I mean, that's really all it boils down to. They're wow. being stingy. That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that's sort that's of like a way not to make money. Yeah, that's that's sort of like the old, the freaking um, the environmental uh, vouchers that, that these companies are buying. Yeah, it, but in their defense, though, I mean, it's it's not you know there's only like what there's only like four or five factories that actually make all these chips anyway. So I mean, it no, it doesn't make sense, but it kind of does because I mean, there's like so they're all going through the same factories, so. Saturated. Hello. If yeah, but if there's a market for it, you know you yeah, don't want to like ignore the market and say no, we don't like money. Yeah, that's what that's what that's what they said about Britney Spears and see what happened to her. <laughs> well. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, in completely unrelated news. Uh, Telltale, the uh, the very last company that is clinging desperately to uh, point-and-click adventure games, who has actually had a lot of success with point-and-click adventure games, had a had a like a like a big press 
thingy in, in California last week, and all kinds of crazy announcements came out of it. One, they said that um, the Back to the Future game that they released is the most successful thing they've ever done. That doesn't surprise me. Uh, they announced a, a new Puzzle Agent game. They announced a reboot of the King's Quest franchise. They gave some more details on the Jurassic Park game they're working on. But most importantly, they announced that they're working uh, with the Walking Dead writer dude, the, like the comic guy, to make a Walking Dead adventure game. Is this the A&E special? No, like they're, they're actually talking with the, the, the comic guy. Well, I mean... What I'm asking is, is, is this what they made the A&E special off of? Is this the yes. same IP? Okay, that's yeah, all I Yeah, it's the same IP. Because <laughs> I never saw it. That's, I'm just make, trying to make a connection. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I would probably be more interested in this if they were actually using the, uh, the uh, working with the A&E people. Because <laughs> I guess I'm connected with those characters. Uh, although, you know, the graphic novel or whatever probably has the same characters, but, you know, it's just the likeness and all other stuff. Yeah, yeah, and and apparently it's supposed to be uh, episodic, just like all the, everything else they do. So you can expect five monthly episodes of The Walking Dead coming, I believe, next year. Hmm. So is this going to be an adventure type game? Uh, they didn't give any details on exactly what it was going to be, but their mo is making adventure games. A so. zombie is chewing on your leg. What will you do? <laughs> <laughs> Use this can of off, or use this can of off with the Zippo you picked up. So has anybody played that Back to the Future stuff? I mean, I have not. I've, uh, now that it's on PS3, I might actually play it. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with the PC versions or anything. It's just I, I'm more motivated to play something when there's achievements. Hugh nah. Lewis in the news did the soundtrack of the. I don't think they did the soundtrack of the game. They did? they did. No, I don't think they did. <laughs> I was asking. I, I, I know nothing about the Back to the Future game. Uh, I hear so. it's good, and I, I plan on playing it. It's also episodic because ep- episode two is coming out if this week, if not out already. And I think there's going to be five of those. So, so is Biff going to be baking cookies in this one? <laughs> Anything's possible. It's Back to the Nobody Future. Nobody remembers Back to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he was at the end of the first one, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Wow, well, I'm like the youngest person here. And, and nobody I should have known that, but I'm the youngest person on the podcast. He just yeah. asks us, do we remember one of the most confusing movies of the '80s? Well, true, but like <laughs> I'm, that, I'm a, that, that's just stand out because <laughs> like the whole movie, he's. He's like a big bully, and at the end, he's baking cookies and has an apron on. No, nah, no, nah, trust me. I'm just playing with you. I, I, I know. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Well, let's move on to Street Fighter news, because I know that that's on, on everybody's hot button list. James? Hi, miss. Hey, miss. J- James? Hello, James? Mr. Knotts Allen, Dorf, are you there? Sorry, sorry. I <laughs> my microphone I was watching the uh, the Hangover 2 trailer. Sorry. Oh, I'm kind of recording a show here, man. Can you fill it in the air tonight? Well, here, okay. 
earlier this morning, well, uh, morning for us, but late evening in Japan, uh, Yashihori Ono, the guy oh, that's no. the main producer of uh, Street Fighter 4, has announced today that there will be no console version of the arcade edition, which a lot of people have been looking forward to as far as the street fighting community. Was that ever announced? Did they ever say they were going to do that? It was heavily implied that they were going to do that. It was heavily assumed. <laughs> <laughs> well, they made the Super Street Fighter 4 in the arcades first. And they implied it would come out on console, and then it did. So it was basically following so, the exact same pathways. So, so my, my question about this is, did they just add those, like, three characters, or did they actually tweak the gameplay any? Uh, well, no, they added four characters, and they tweaked the gameplay quite a lot. Like, there were some characters that were uh, buffed pretty good, and then there were some characters that were just nerfed so bad that really nobody's playing as them anymore. Like, Ryu, uh, nobody really plays with Ryu in the arcade anymore on the arcade edition version of it. So they made him weaker, but they made, like, Akuma stronger? Mm. Uh, no, well, I mean, you've got two different versions that... Oh, there's Evil Ryu on this one, though, Yeah, right? there's Evil Ryu and uh, only Akuma. And they've got uh, some added moves. And but also another thing that uh, I said was for Super Street Fighter Four, they worked really hard to make it as balanced as possible so no character was overpowered than another. Right. But that with uh, the arcade edition, that Yun and Yang were kind of purposely made overpowered. Which, uh, I, I thought that was. I thought they balanced it out by making them like squishy if they were really strong. Did they just stop doing it? You know, I, it's really hard to tell because really the only places that have the arcade the machines, or you have nothing but top your players, and it's not like you have the guys that have been playing with you just stay with you. They read up of the changes they did and they said, well, screw this, I'm gone. And went to Yoon or, or Yang. Yeah, that's or, right. Daigo, Daigo doesn't even use Ryu anymore, does he? Nope. Yeah, and that's crazy. So, it's like his but, yeah, well, the thing about it, though, is it's complete idiocy on... Capcom's part, yeah, because of how they milked the the living shit out of uh, Street Fighter Two. But the fact that you know they've had all this information, and everything else, and this huge, broad community fan base is looking forward to the arcade edition, and you know they just said, "Not nope, you're going to get it." When ninety percent of their demographic is not going to see the game. I want to watch videos on YouTube. Well, I can see both sides of this, though, honestly, because I was looking at the sales of of, of, of Super Street Fighter 4 compared to Street Fighter 4, and it's like like half of the sales. Probably of, less than that. Of the first one. Um, on the PS3, it's about half, and on the um, 360, it's a little less than half. And, I mean, if they release another version, like... On, like, neither one of those broke a million on their respective consoles, so these pro- they're probably not even going to sell as well. I mean, we're getting, like, really, really hardcore here. If they did do it, it'd have to be DLC. 
I mean, well, that that was I was seeing them talk about it that it was going to be DLC. Like they made sure that the reason why they couldn't do Super Street Fighter Four DLC was the fact that they just made too many changes and they didn't have regular Street Fighter Four set up to the amount of DLC that they would have to do to do the changes and tweaks. So, I mean, when Super Street Fighter came out, they blatantly said that, hey, you know, this is set up to where we can add characters and stuff. Haven't added any characters? It's been almost a year. No, they haven't added anybody. And when they finally said that they were going to add characters, it was Arcade Edition. that come out in the arcades. And it was just... You know, and I, I, I'd rather them go ahead and just stop development on that one and just, you know, gather the resources and start on the next one instead of, you know, kind of just milking this one with incremental. Yeah. 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 And, and they do have other games to work on. You know, Marvel vs. Capcom just shipped uh, the, the Tech and Street Fighter thing that they're working on. Uh, maybe they can pull the development team from whatever. On Street Fighter Four and make new uh, Darkstalkers. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you partly, Serge, but you know, Valve has other games to work on too, and they've been updating Team Fortress Two <laughs> for free. Yeah, Ever. The, the the fans have been clamoring for a Darkstalkers game for like fifteen years for a new one. Yeah, yeah, but but you know it's not going to sell as well as as uh, Street Fighter Four. So nothing going to sell as well as Street Fighter. Maybe maybe M M versus C three. Maybe that's the only thing. Yeah, but like no, no, I'm saying none of their other things like these. But you got you got like a big melting pot of characters. Marvel and Capcom, of course, is going to sell as well. It should. Yeah. Well, on uh, on a, a different note, but. Well, a different thing, but still Super Street Fighter 4, and this will make Carl happy, is uh, they will be making, it's looking like they're going to have Super Street Fighter 4 on PC coming. Yeah. (laughs) Nobody cares anymore. (laughs) I I don't, no, no, that's not going to happen. It's like long been rumored. (laughs) But on... uh, Wow, the guy from Capcom replied to it, so I mean, maybe. I seriously doubt it. I mean, think about it, though, Sergio. It's not like they have to do anything. <laughs> it's already out on the 360, so they used X and A, so it's already ready. All they probably have to do is hit a button and export it for the PC. I mean, it's not like they have to do any work. Yeah. Still, it would have happened by now. Yeah, well, I mean, this is... Uh... Well, hold on, let me check. I'm pretty sure that's Yoshi, uh, that's Ono's Twitter, so... Yeah, I mean, he replied to it, so, I mean... He didn't confirm it, but he didn't deny it either. <laughs> he just, yeah. I'll try to live up to your expectations, retweet. Uh, I don't know if this <laughs> rock solid, but I guess... Yeah. It, wouldn't, the, it wouldn't surprise me either way. I'll just put it like that. Well, it's kind of hard to tell with Ono because he's a fucker, really. <laughs> I mean, just just straight up because he mm. does a lot of childish antics as far as how to get publicity and everything else. And if you really look uh, at the wording that he used, if it's translated correctly, 
from uh, his interview or if he actually speaks enough English to do the interview in English. He didn't blatantly say there was going to be no future DLC for Super Street Fighter 4, but he just said there was not going to be any arcade edition because of the balance issues that they blatantly put in. Like he was talking about, yeah, it's great having overpowered characters in because it builds competition and community. See, and like that's a that's a completely well, dumbass thing to say I mean, because well, you're, you're, the whole you, thing about the Street Fighter Four community that kills me is like if they really cared that much about the Street Fighter Four community, they would have waited so long <laughs> to release Street Fighter Four. I just they need to just just cut. Draw a line in the sand. Start working on Street Fighter Five. That's what everybody wants. Yes, it's gonna sell. Street Fighter Five is gonna sell more than Street Fighter Four Super Arcade Turbo Edition Squared. <laughs> yeah, for no other reasons than marketing, it's gonna sell better. And do, do you think it'll move to the the uh, Marvel's Capcom Three engine? Or the the new uh, uh the the NT framework yeah I hope I mean maybe but I just hope I just hope they the the art style is less Western on the new one because I'm just not a fan of the Crow Magnon Ryu is just not a fan <laughs> Crow yeah, Magnon very Asian looking on either I, game I don't know about the Marvel vs Capcom three game engine. Yeah, it's NT framework. It's it's, yeah, it's what um. Yeah, it's like Resident it's, Evil, like Capcom's new engine. They're using for everything. Yeah, uh, I think, I think yeah, Lost Planet, the new Lost Planet's running on it too. I think. But, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, I'm but sure that's is, what that's what they're going to use because they're using it on everything. It's pretty. I like it. Except for I just don't like the art. St- well, I'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, so when you you were you, we were talking about. Windows and PC. So let's talk about Windows Phone 7. Phone. Speaking of Street Fighter 4, on uh, Windows Phone 7, um, their first device is going to be released on Sprint, um, for those that were wondering, on March the 20th. And it's a slider QWERTY, like Carl likes. And so, yeah, um, I'm just happy to see another phone released. I don't think Verizon has one yet. No, they don't. <laughs> so um, it's just nice to um see this. It's it's slowly, you know. It's, I think it's gonna be a slow burner, but hopefully people will be able to buy them because you've been able to hear about them since like what last November. Yeah. Well, but you can you can hear about them before that, but they like officially released the operating system with no phones in like December. Yeah, it, the the CDMA would be a huge help to the platform. Yeah. Especially here in the states. Yeah. Yeah, it's just they they're gonna have to get some phones out. And I'm sure Nokia's gonna help with it, which I don't know how much that's gonna help in the US because Nokia doesn't subsidize their phones. Hopefully <laughs> it'll start do hopefully they'll start doing that again. maybe Microsoft said we'll sign this deal if you subsidize your phone. <laughs> maybe so, but it's just good to see them actually releasing these phones. I just thought it was noteworthy. That's really all there is. <laughs> awesome. Oh, oh well, let's see. More All Microsoft right. news. Best Carl impression. Okay, okay, go. <laughs> Verizon is releasing the Motorola Zoom <laughs> 599 with a $50 5 gigabyte data contract. First to market. Oh, that's not even Windows. <laughs> first to market. 
first to market Android 3 Honeycomb tablet? iPad killer? Yes. iPad seller? Big N-O. I, wow, that, that sounded just like Carl. Uh, no, you sound like an Indian. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what is the price? You sound like an Indian guy, dude. <laughs> I can't do Carl's voice. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so what do you guys think about the Zoom? You think it has a chance in the world of the uh, Apple iPad? Is it- I don't think the iPad has a stranglehold in the market that everybody thinks it does. I think it does. Well, it is the market what, right now. Let's what, yeah. yeah. What? What? My, that's my question. What is the market? Because if you're talking about e-readers, the Kindle and even the Nook are whooping its behind. But, but, well, it, but it's well, not an e-reader. Well, we're talking. Okay. About, what? What is it? We're talking about tablets. We're, giant iPhones in the, in the iPad, giant in the in, giant in the, iPhone in, market. In the iPad market, it is killing everything else. In the iPad market, it is the number one device in the iPad market. Right. The iPad is. I mean, everything but, else is just all I mean, well, well, look at all these other. There are no devices. more tablets. Yes, there are. There are a bunch of them on the on the verge or have already come out, or about to come out. <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of them like about to come out, but, but there may be like. I mean, the point is, I don't think they have a chance to be widely adopted. That's what I'm saying. Maybe, maybe the Motorola Zoom has a chance, but it's just so many out there and they all look exactly alike with almost the exact yeah. same specs. True, I'll give you that. I mean, the dual and like. I, the dual core processor in here, the Tegra 2, is kind of a, a huge plus. So maybe it could be a, a game changer in the space. Well, well see, see, that's the thing that, uh, well, I guess this kind of plays to Apple because you know they're having the um, event on the second next uh, Wednesday. Yeah. They're going to announce a new iPad, so they'll probably have dual core or whatever in those. Maybe. I don't know. I'm I'm looking for them to announce a new mobile chip at least because you know they had what was it, the A9 was that yeah is that what it was called I think so yeah they they'll probably really um announce a new chip but I mean I guess I I guess I I'll, I'll agree with y'all there <laughs> but it, again it depends on what you're talking about because I hate how people that don't know about what these things actually are they lump this in like the Kindle. And there's going to be actually some color e-ink um, e-readers coming out this uh, year. The, the color uh, Barnes & Noble, uh, Nook, it, it looks... Well, no, no, no. Is it the Barnes... Well, see, the Nook... Yeah, yeah, the, the Nook color is more like an iPad. But what I'm talking about is something like a like a true e-ink full-color screen to where it's the only cool. time it's... The only time it's drawing power is when the, when the page changes. Yeah. Like, other than it... It's, it's, it's that, it's that um, paper-like screen... Yeah, I know what you're saying. I don't know. Uh, but but just a few of the specs from the Zoom is uh, NVIDIA Tegra 2, 1 gigahertz, uh, blah, 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 32 gigabytes of internal storage, 10.1-inch screen, uh, 1280 by 800 resolution, 3G connectivity, blah, 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 HD compatible. Yeah. I don't so know what you would so what you would expect. <laughs> it's it's a big Android phone. <laughs> yeah. Ah, but Honeycomb, uh, Android 3.0 Honeycomb is on it, so that that's ah, that's a so huge plus, and it's it's like it's suited for the tablet. It's they like designed it to be uh scale well on a tablet device, so that's going to be interesting to also. Honeycomb big, yeah yeah yeah, it's not small, no no no. Okay. <laughs> wow. Speaking of big chest high walls. Yes. Um, <laughs> Epic announced that Gears of War 3 will be released September 20th 
I know my buddy Dwayne's happy about that because he's had he's had the game pure and paid for since last April. <laughs> Eek. So, so yeah, Man. it was it was supposed to come out last year around that time, but I'm just happy they finally announced a date for it. Because yeah, um, you know they they had to take time out to make the awesomeness of Bulletstorm. Dude, that game's actually getting pretty good reviews. <laughs> It plays well what, to his strengths. <laughs> from what I've read, I mean, it doesn't in the community. It's not. It's not it, doing too it well. Knows, it knows exactly what it is. That's why I like that game, even though I haven't played it yet. I mean, it doesn't. You know, it doesn't try to be a genre bending shooter. It's just Duke, stupid fun. Duke Nukem. It's what Duke, Thunderstone. Yeah. <laughs> it's what Duke Nukem was supposed to be. So, so like, if they just swapped out the main protagonist here and named the game Duke Nukem Bulletstorm, <laughs> still would play. It would be the same game. Oh man! Oh man! So, is anybody really excited about Gears of War three? Uh, uh, Gears of War fans are. Yeah. I mean, again, I I love Gear, Gears of War single player. Oh, I love War. it, but but the the multiplayer just it didn't do it for me. See, I didn't. I played Gears One and was not impressed. Yeah, actually, the the single player is decent. I I thought. Yeah, I played. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I played through I, one and two. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's not my cup of tea. <laughs> like the, the gameplay was okay. It's just it the design is terrible. I'd like to actually finish playing the first one because I played it when my buddy Mike came over and we went through. it doing the campaign co-op and that was actually a lot of fun before. yeah i was like i don't think i'd play this by myself yeah it's, it's it's one of those games where it's definitely co-op intensive or it's more fun i guess playing co-op but i i, I enjoyed it i mean best third person shooter game i've played in a while but that's not saying a whole lot <laughs> but you haven't played any of the dead space games yet I well, I guess Dead Space is a, a shooter, but I could I, I don't know that in Resident Evil Four, they they're shooters, but they don't really seem like shooters to me. You know they are. Yeah. Okay. I think I, I think of them more like survival horror than I do actually shooters, because they're not really that twitch. Which Resident Evil Five is twitch. Don't get me wrong, but going back into the history of RE, I just don't think of it as a is a quote-unquote shooter. Yeah, and, and, and whether or not you like Gears of War, you, you have to concede that it's important. It moves the plastic. Yeah, and, and yeah. <laughs> it, like every third-person shooter developed after Gears of War has taken cues from Gears of War. So oh, yeah. It, it's an important <laughs> game to the industry. Yeah, every, every third-person shooter developed after Gears of War was developed because of Gears of War. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's th- th- you have to respect it, even though it may not be as good as you want it to be. Well, it's, it's the like it's the, it's the engine point. too, though. It's the engine too because it's been adopted by so many other games. Yeah. Well, that's just Epic yeah. being a really good businessman. And it well, runs on everything. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that engine. Um, for those of you who, who may have not known, the Unreal Development Kit was released. It's still in beta, but it was released last year, and you can actually develop a game for 99 bucks and release it. And you don't have to start paying royalties to Epic until you reach the $5,000 threshold on your gross sales. 
However, this month, Epic released that 5K threshold to 50K. So that's more money in the pocket. Pockets? Pockets? Hopefully pockets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I can fit 50K in one pocket. Well, if, if, if you can if you can make fifty k building a game, then I'm sure you can afford two pockets, though. I don't write checks straight cash only. <laughs> so when can we expect your game? My game? Yeah, summer of 2012. It'll be released <laughs> on the exact date that it's done. Da 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 da. I'm taking a Valve Blizzard approach. <laughs> wow. Released when it's finished. Hmm. Well, it's good. It's it's good to see that that you know you can get your toe into development for a reasonable amount of money. Now, I'm sure a lot of garbage will come out of this, but that's beside the point. Hey, there's garbage already. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I was about to say speaking of garbage. But go ahead and talk about SOCOM. <laughs> yeah, there was a, well, I don't know. The the last one that came out. Eh. But anyway, okay, so we got SOCOM Force coming out. Woo! Hey, I'm actually kind of excited about it. New feature that they uh, dropped today that you'll be able to do is, okay, it's got online co-op. Which a lot of games do online co-op. SOCOM started to do that with uh, for the campaign mode with uh, confrontation. No. no, it wasn't confrontation. It was combat arms. Combat arms is not a SOCOM no, game. It was, it was the SOCOM three fire team Bravo. No, no, it was on the PS2. I can't remember. Anyway. What they've done this time around is allow you to make your own custom online co-op missions. Now, you can have four objectives a mission, and you can make four full missions. So basically, if you and your buddies want to sit down and just have a straight-up firefight for the night and not have to you know, hop in some online uh, deathmatch, team deathmatch or anything like that, you know, like you actually have friends to play with, you can actually sit down and make up your own full-fledged campaign mode where you can set uh, density of enemies, level of the AI, what the objective, objectives are, maps, all that sort of thing. So it basically give you all the control to really sit down and have a geek fun night. Hmm. <laughs> uh, it's... I think the more important important issue is here is that you're still reading Kotaku after they changed that crap layout. <laughs> they changed. <laughs> I think they changed it back. They got some. Oh, they changed it back. <laughs> well, they they slightly tweaked it. I believe. No. They got some much hateration. Well, I just kind of came across that one. Yeah. And I right. mean, it was like right there on the side early this morning when I seen it. So I was like, what? Yeah, I, I've I've never played a SOCOM game, but I may so, play this one because I have a move now. But that would be the only reason. Well, you know what? You if know, boomers on this one. I'll buy PS3 for it. <laughs> What's that? 
Boomer, you know the idiot that kept getting killed in the first game. He ran off by himself. <laughs> well, you know, Boomer. Serge, back in the day, I bought, uh, I actually bought SoCom and got and got a headset with it and probably played it once. <laughs> I still had a headset to this day. <laughs> I think it's funny how ridiculous that that is that they give you a headset to talk to a bunch of AIs. <laughs> well, you think of it as ridiculous now, but when it came out, that was something that was immersive and it was a way to give you a bit more control and just a new way to play. And just the only problem was is that the voice recognition software really wasn't up to par for the way a lot of people talk. Hey, so, go down there and flank those people on the, on the, down there by the river. Oh man. Uh treading on thin ice. <laughs> uh well a- actually come to think of it, I bought a SOCOM game. I didn't play it, but I bought it, ganked the headset out of it, and then sold the game. For my PlayStation three. <laughs> the SOCOM hits. Yeah. It sells games. Yeah. yeah. In the bargain, yeah, just like twenty bucks. Eighteen? No, ten bucks. I got it for ten bucks. But moving on, uh, let's see. That was it for news. So, great. Woohoo. Let's move to what we're watching. Wow, it was, looks like I'm the only one watching anything. <laughs> the Return of well, Black I, Adam. I saw it too. Yeah, okay, well, cool. This this will be interesting. Uh, so, Superman Shazam, The Return of Black Adam is actually a, I think it's four episodes. Uh, Superman Shazam is just the first episode out of four. Uh, they're all kind of updated. Uh, DC stories with with pretty good art and there it was an HD and Netflix anyway, so I know if you buy the D- DVD it probably won't be, but uh, I'm sure it's on though. yeah yeah that's right that's right, but yeah uh, the only one I really want to talk about is is the the Superman Shazam one uh, I didn't really watch the other ones because I really wasn't expecting them uh, seeing is Superman slash Shazam was on the cover and it was only like a twenty minute episode. But anyway, uh, it actually follows the story of uh, how uh, Captain Marvel came to be. And if you're like me, you probably have no idea who Captain Marvel is. I know I didn't. Uh, He's a dude from Sliders. Oh, God. Jerry O'Connell? <laughs> yeah, he voices him in his, <laughs> in, 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 in his super form. He, he, he voices him. But yeah, so... Uh, Actually, Captain Marvel is a little a, a little kid named Billy Baxton. Well, not little, probably teenager, early teens, and he is bestowed these magical powers by Shazam in order to become um, Captain Marvel. And anytime he says the word Shazam, he transforms, and he has, <laughs> and he ha- <laughs> I know it's cheesy, and he has the will off the. Uh, Black Adam, which is actually was the first incarnation incarnation of what uh, Shazam was gonna create as the protector of Earth, and he actually turned bad and he got banished for five thousand years. But he's back, and the new powers have been bestowed upon Billy Baxton, and Superman is around to help. Which, like Carl put in the notes, Superman is. It, it, he he can't fight magic for some reason. I don't understand it myself. But yeah, <laughs> it, 
and it, it's it's actually pretty high production value. Uh, a little short because, like I said, it wasn't but about twenty minutes. So, I wish it could have been a bit longer, but it did serve its purpose and a, a good little story. Hmm. Okay, I have two points, and I'm gonna leave it alone. Just looking at the, I, I didn't click through any of this like earlier when I saw you post the story. I'm a little disappointed because, first of all, with a name like Shazam, I thought this guy was gonna be black, and he, he's not. And then I see, I, I was like, okay, well maybe Black Adam's black, and he isn't black either. Dang it! Oh man! Um, wow! Don't, like when, when I see that name, it just sounds really bad. It's like the return of Black Adam, you know, not Adam, but Black Adam. Oh man! So wow. I like I'd heard of Shazam, and I, I know that the DC is kind of digging into the the archives <laughs> to find some other things to make cartoons on, but I think they're running out. That's not just me, though, right? That Shazam that sounds like a black superhero <laughs> from like from like the seventies. It, it? it sounds like a female black superhero. It's like Superfly and Shazam. Yeah. Yeah, so Shaz- Same movie. Yeah, Shazam is just the wizard in the in the whole thing. He doesn't actually do any fighting or anything. But so James, you say you uh, saw it too. Do you have any uh uh comments on it or anything? Well, uh... <laughs> <laughs> you didn't enjoy it. It, it was it was pretty short. It was okay. I mean, it was entertaining for a one time watch to me. Other than that, it was just. Uh, the Captain Marvel character was just cheesy, really annoying. <laughs> yeah, I mean the whole—I uh, don't know—I I just felt that Billy Batson's character was stereotyped in the wrong era. Like the way he talked was ultra altruistic. Talked was thirties, forties. Yeah, he was like super, like super goody two shoes guy. I mean, he's a, well, no, it's not—it's not so much that, but I mean, the way he talked was the wrong time frame of where it was set. I don't know. I didn't the get the way he talked was like thirties or forties. I didn't get that impression. I don't know. Gosh, what golly was, darn! What was he like? Hi, Superman! You're gonna get it. See. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but not, but I don't know. Just some of the things he said, and just the way his character was written. Yeah, he, he like was, when he became Captain Marvel, he's like, "Oh, I can fly." That made sense because okay, this is a kid that's just into his teenage years. You know, he's maybe twelve, about to be thirteen or so. Oh wow! You know, that's not just gonna. But the actual character of Billy Batson, for the most part, was just ugh. <laughs> Loot is mine, but, see. But I, I will give them this: they did not make Superman a wuss, because in a lot of the cartoons, for the most part, he is a wuss. Like, oh my god, I get hit. Oh, oh, you know. <laughs> it's just like, why the hell is Superman getting beat around like this? Like, he's supposed to be able to sit there and just be floating, and somebody hit him with a building, and he's just like, what? Yeah, but most of the time he goes flying off and he hits something like concrete and he's like, oh, my head. And all I can think is you have trains fall on you and you don't bat an eye. How is it that you got knocked into concrete and you're concussed? (laughs) Mm. 
Yeah. Is, is that has that never irked anybody else? Well, not really, because yeah, when you have a character like Superman, you have to make him a wuss. Otherwise, he just wins. Yeah. It's like why even write the story? Yeah. You know, you, you have to make him emotionally unstable, unstable, and you know, a wuss and and someone who second guesses himself all the time. That way, he's not. No, 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 like, no. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about his physical abilities. He's a wuss. Oh well, then they're just not well, writing the character about the properly. Consistencies they do with his physical abilities, he, like, and this is understandable because it's been documented through his whole storyline, his whole retcons and everything else. He's weak to magic, like that's the only thing on this planet other than kryptonite that gets him. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he, the the guy has sat there and just stood and stopped a train. The guy has sat there and pounded into the earth, taken out meteor. meteor Meteorites and everything else, but yet somebody punches him and he goes into concrete and he's like out for like forty seconds. But yeah, that's it's, just miswriting the character. Like I said, it, in that part of it for Superman, I like this because he wasn't like physically a wuss. He was Superman. I mean, he was taking hits and be like, because I mean, the guy, the Dark Adam guy, picks up. Uh, whatever the reason they have this a version of the Washington Monument and stab Superman through the ground through a subway tunnel with this thing. And Superman gets a little leverage and then gets it off of him. And it's like, okay, let's go. Whereas anything else, he'd have been down for like five, ten minutes because oh it knocked him out. <laughs> I'm, I'm, so Superman's not concussion proof is what you're saying. Well, he's supposed to be. Yeah, well, I know that, but... Hmm. Yeah, but anyway... Yeah, what else are you watching, Clarence? Yeah, yeah, moving on to the next uh, thing I have is uh, last week, I Am Number 4 came out. Um, <clears throat> wow. Okay, does anybody want to read Carl's uh, In Prison on movie? <laughs> ooh, 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 I'll do it. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> this movie is not like a Michael Bay film. He just produced it like Shyamalan did for the devil. The movie's not action-packed like the trailers will leave you to believe. It's pretty much a coming-of-age tween movie with the alien powers war touch. A simple love story. I did not like it. I am biased against love stories. Clarence probably enjoyed it since it's done by the Smallville team. <laughs> Burn! Ouch. Oh. Slay you, Carl. Slay you. But yeah, uh, this movie is about an uh, a group of nine, I believe, uh, aliens who res- who live on Earth, and they each have a guardian, and they actually, and a number apparently, yeah, and a number, and actually <laughs> flee their planet because their planet was being uh, invaded by these uh, Megadorians. I know it sounds crazy. A group of species, <laughs> a species called the Megadorians, and this is actually a book before they made it into a movie. And I think there's like several books. Uh, so, yeah. And so, uh, you know, there was nine of these people left and they actually sent them to Earth to hide out from this savage race that was hunting them down and trying to kill them. Now, one thing I, I got confused uh, uh, from uh, from the beginning is they never actually told why they had to follow these people to Earth just to kill them. Other than they're the only thing standing in their way of conquering Earth. 
which I really don't understand, but I guess it's something they're going to play out in the next movie because I think they're coming out with a movie called um, Number Five. Yeah, well, it's it's not it's it's, it's numbers something about number nine or number six. I, I, I'm number four too. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but but the but the thing the story goes is the, uh, they made these nine individuals so powerful, and they built something into them. I don't know. I'm confused on this part. That they could only be killed in order, which is stupid to me. <laughs> so yeah, so once the first one is killed, every other one uh, gets a tattoo on their leg, and they kind of like you know just kneel down in agony as this tattoo forms on their leg, showing them that the one before them is being killed and is one step closer to them being killed. So uh, when they got to I am number four. He has three tattoos, and they obviously know the the three guys below him have been killed, and he's next the next target. Uh, a few things: uh, if if they know they cannot be killed, uh, but in <laughs> order, why don't like this is how the fir- the next one to be killed, and all the rest of them are going to attack the aliens and kill them since they cannot be killed supposedly. But th- that's just something that's else is stupid about this movie. Um, what what Carl said that uh, it was produced by the people from Star uh, Smallville or or was made by the people from Smallville. I didn't realize it at the time, but yes, it does seem very 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 Smallville type action stuff. Um, you know, from the previews, you kind of expect something over the top, and you know, it's this just a eh, like a high budget Smallville episode. <laughs> I mean, it had, uh, it, it had good special effects, but it wasn't nothing that was like over the top transformer type, you know, big budget type stuff going on. Hmm. Uh, trying to see what else I can add, but yeah. Anyway, they they obviously they try to track down number four and kill him, uh, and and that's kind of where the movie takes off it. But yeah, I, it, it was it was it was okay, but it wasn't great. I thought it was gonna be like really really great, and it just seems like. I agree with Carl saying it was like a tween type movie because it doesn't seem like the writing was very good or that the story they did was the story was very well thought out or maybe it is well thought out in the books. They, they just didn't convey that to us in the movie. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I don't agree with Carl when it comes to the trailers lie because I didn't see the trailers and say, Oh, this must be like a big action Michael Bay movie. Because <laughs> they really didn't show that much in the trailer. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, this dude has superpowers, and there's a chick there. That's, I'm sure they're going to end up together at some point. You know, it, it seemed interesting, but it didn't seem like anything that would be over the top. I mean, I expected a little bit more, honestly. It, like I said, it was very interesting, but it wasn't... It, it, it kind of just a, a tad bit under expectations. Oh, is it one of those trailers where they show all the best parts in the trailer? Well, actually, I didn't even see the trailer. I did, I did, I, the tra- or the trailer I did see didn't have any action in it. It was just like you know, I am number four in theaters, you know. So I, I, don't know. I guess I might have saw the teaser and not the the newest trailer that came out. I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, that's what we're watching. Well, I don't know. Carrie, we're going right. to move on to anime, manga, and comics. I don't know what level E is. is this level E is what a new category. New in, that fall in? Uh, uh, hang on. Level E is. 
it's a new animated television series. It's made off of um like most anime, it's made off of um serialized comic. But anyway, I'm not so much here to talk about level E because it's sort of like the the universe. The Earth is kind of like it, the 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 Men in Black universe where you know aliens come and go, and the regular humans don't really know about it because aliens disguise themselves. That's sort of the backstory. Um, there's this prince of this um alien um nation who comes to Earth, and he's kind of coming to run away. But like when his people come back to get him, like. Basically, the everybody finds out. Even the guy, the Earthling he's staying with, is this guy's just—he's really smart. He's very intelligent. He's a prince, so he has all his power. So basically, all he does is he just screws with people on Earth. That's like his his whole thing is he just trolls trolls people on Earth. But anyway, um, on the episode five, there was like this three episode little mini series that kind of spoofed the Super Sentai. If you don't know what Super Sentai is, it's the Japanese show that they based like Power Rangers off of. They make one every year, and they've done it since like the '80s. And um, basically, this the guy that that screws with people on Earth. He like finds these five friends, and he like just freaking kidnaps them <laughs> up to his spaceship. And he's like, you know, he he gives them the whole spiel. Like, I don't know if you guys remember Power Rangers, but he gives them the whole spiel. Like Zordon, like you, you here's your. He gives them power, and he's like, you need to protect the Earth. And um. Basically, he just creates this whole thing to screw with these kids, and it is hilarious. Uh, there's three episodes, and now how I don't want to give the whole thing away, but if you've ever watched Power Rangers, and you know was ever slightly amused by it, or even if you hated it, if you watch this, I guarantee you you will laugh because it, it's just it it takes all of the ridiculousness of that whole situation, and it just it's funny, so. Check it out. Hmm. And it's free. The newest episode, like episode seven, I think you have to be a premium member, but the first two, you can actually watch them on Crunchyroll for free. Um you can watch the other episodes if you want. It's just kinda like it's it's one of those series where it's like the stories don't really connect to each other, it's kinda episodic. So you can really just I think you could watch if you want to learn more about the prince, you can watch like the first three episodes, but um, if you want to just check out episode five, it, I I think I don't think you'll be lost at all. Just know that this guy's whole goal in life is to screw with people on Earth, and you'll <laughs> you'll, you'll you'll know what's going on. Wow! But definitely check it out. Crunchyroll. We 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 should we should try to get them to sponsor us as much as we talk about them. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's only six bucks a month, so free six bucks. And you can actually watch the episodes the 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 second they air in Japan, so you're watching them online while people are watching them in their homes. So I think it's well worth the six bucks. I mean, they have Naruto, they have Bleach, which I don't watch. I don't watch either though either of those animated series anymore. But they have they have like a huge archive, and they show like they don't get every new show of the season, but they get they get probably eighty percent of the new shows of the season. Don't don't of the anime season. Don't forget all the Korean tween shows they have on there. Oh gosh, I haven't <laughs> watched. I wa- I haven't watched any of the Asian drama, but they have that too. Yeah, <laughs> I just I just had the music that was funny. <laughs> I'm like wow, this is weird. Fla- Flames of desire. 
Oh god. No. <laughs> oh dude, this show's called I really, really like you. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, another crunchy roll plug. Awesome. Well, let's move on to what we're playing. Since Carl's not here to talk about Naruto. Naruto. Not, w- whatever. Uh, I've been playing Killzone 3. As you can probably tell by my review on the website. And if you haven't read the review, I'm going to give you the cliff notes. That game's pretty, pretty good. Uh, and we, we've talked pretty extensively about Killzone 2 the past, say, couple months on the podcast. Because I recently played Killzone 2. And it it had a lot of problems, and Killzone Three fixes a lot of those problems. Not really. uh, most of like it's it's a significantly better game than Killzone Two. So has it killed Halo yet? No, no, no. It's like at at this point, it's its own game. You know, it it is the sci-fi shooter if you are playing on PS3, and Resistance is not coming out this year. I gotta admit, to me, it's just like, you know, if it's gonna be a Halo killer, wouldn't it need to be on a 360? Well, no, the idea is that people would stop buying 360s and they'll start buying some, you know, PlayStations and, you know, to play Killzone instead of to play Halo. That whole term, quote unquote, something killer, it just gets me, because can you, can you really kill a video game? No. And, and, and like, that's probably the worst thing that ever happened to the Killzone franchise was someone to, someone said, oh, this well, is a Halo killer. Yeah, we should just say damn. console push. It was the Gorilla people. <laughs> They're the yeah. ones that said it was a Halo killer. Oh, they yeah. started the whole thing. And, and the, the, the thing is, is they said it so long ago. The first Killzone came out, what, six, seven years ago? It was a long time ago. Yeah. So. They're they're still digging themselves out of that hole. I mean, and it, it, I mean, it's kind of the obvious thing to do when you have one franchise over here that's selling hardware, and you know you want to do the same thing for your console. So I mean, it's, it's on the, one it's, hand it draws a lot of attention, but on the other hand it draws a lot of um, scrutiny as well. Eh, if you don't, yeah, especially up. when it's not good. It's just like, I, I don't know. I don't care how good the next big MMO is. They would be stupid to call themselves the WoW Killer. It's just, it's just silly. Yeah. You can't, kill, you can't kill WoW. Even though I hate it, you can't. You just have to hope to coexist with with WoW. WoW will die of natural causes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, WoW will probably kill itself, or Activision will do it, one or the other. Uh, but back to Killzone. Uh, I played the entire thing with the Move controller, because when I got the game, I was like, I got to play this with the Move uh, and th- I said it in in my review, but probably the, the most important thing about Killzone 3 is that it has move support. And the reason I say that is because picking up the move controller and using it to shoot things is very intuitive. And if you're trying to bring in people who don't typically play first-person shooters, because... Uh, Trying to explain dual analog sticks to a 45-year-old man is kind of kind of tough. But if yeah. you tell him you move with this stick and you shoot with this ball, they can handle it because most of the game can can be played with the two triggers, the analog stick, and the move ball. You know, the rest of it is on-screen prompts like hit the circle to open a door. You know, hit this triangle to to, to change weapons. Or not triangle, hit the square to change weapons. So it tells you what to do. And you know, with the, the, the easy difficulty, 
someone who is vaguely interested in learning how to play a video game can pick this up and say, I'm going to shoot some dudes, and they will. So you played with, through the whole thing on uh, with Move? The entire thing, yes. Wow. And on easy? Were you no, tired? No, no on, <laughs> on regular, on, uh, on like normal. And it actually, I think it might have made it too easy. Wow, interesting. Because the, the, the snap to targeting that... It, it, you know, everyone has come to, to, to expect from, like, Call of Duty games is very prevalent when you're using the, uh, the, the move controller. So, like, if you hold the, the, uh, the, the iron sight button and swipe over to an enemy, it will lock on that enemy. And then you're mo- using the move controller to aim where on the face you want to shoot him or where on the shoulder you want to shoot him. Oh, that's no fun. So... E- there is some precise aiming, you know, you, you don't have to move the controller too much, ironically, but it's a pretty fun game. Like, I, I really enjoyed Killzone 3 uh, significantly more than I enjoyed Killzone 2. You know what, I wonder if they programmed it, I mean, for, I mean, when you're using a move, did they program it just to intentionally make it easier? Maybe. Maybe, maybe they knew that this is going to be the, the way to get people to play this. Let's make it accessible. Mm. It would be smart. Well, I mean, it is smart, but you have the ability to turn that off. Uh, I know when I played the demo, the multiplayer and, and the single-player campaign demos with the move, they had the ability you could turn the auto-aim off, which for the multiplayer, it's off anyway. So that's how I've just ever played when I have played. And uh, Yeah, and, and so having you, it... You don't have that tracking off. feature. Yeah, I don't think it's for wussies. <laughs> like, video game console, like, first-person shooters, they auto-aim, all of them do to some extent. So, well, to yeah, have auto-aim on top of that is just really lame. Yeah, well, I enjoy it. That's one of the reasons I like Call of Duty so much, because I can quickly snap a guy in the face, snap another guy in the face, snap another guy in the face, and then run and, you know, stab a guy without a problem. And call just call me a wuss, whatever. That that I enjoy that a lot, and and Killzone does that well, if, if almost too too well. FPS is first person shuffleboard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, like jetpacks, jet jetpacks. Uh, I didn't play multiplayer because I, that's just I don't do that. Uh, but in in the single player campaign. They, it's fun. Like the, the jetpacks aren't as much jetpacks as they are just super jumpsuits. <laughs> uh, you you use it to to perform long jumps or high jumps to where to, to where you need to go. So the the section with the jetpacks is is more like a platforming game mm. where you'll have to fly up to a platform and then people will be shooting you immediately. You then have to orient yourself, find where they're shooting you from, and kill them, and, and then you know jump to the next platform. Does it feel tacked on? Uh no, no, because it was more it, it was it was fun enough to justify it being there. If it if I didn't enjoy it, then yeah, maybe it was. Silly Sergio, jetpacks are always fun. Yeah, well, true, but th- this one, it, it, as I said, it's not really a jetpack because you, you you can't hover for more than maybe five seconds. Ah, well, yeah, about they are in Halo. How is how is it in Halo? 
It's sort of the same way. It's it's limited. You can't just like fly off into the wild boo yonder. It's, oh, well, then that's know. a gross misuse of the word jetpack because these aren't jetpacks. What well, is yeah, it? Well, you know, if the enemy's using them, they can just zoom around. However, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like if, if you want real jetpacks, you can't uh, exploit the shit out of it. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's just from a practicality standpoint. You don't want people flying all over the the stage to where they're they're breaking the game. So, Ooh, yeah, nope. but that's that's in the same that's in the multiplayer though. You know, in single player, you, it's it's possible to create a jetpack game. Look at Deck Dark Void. The jetpacks was not the problem with that game. That game just wasn't good. But the jetpack part of that game was great. But I, if if you played Killzone two and you 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 got to the end of it and you were pissed off at Rico, you'll continue to be pissed off at Rico for much of this game. And James, I know you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> is is and, you know what? I, honestly, people talk about yeah he was offensive and everything else. And he just cussed too much. I'm sorry if you've never actually been in the military, you don't know what the hell's going on. Well, no, that's I not what, that, that's seen, not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the final scene of Killzone 2 where Rico caps the guy that you need to save. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love that, you know, obviously Rico, the, uh, this, the second game, did something wrong. He, he ruined the entire plan of the ISA by killing that dude. And the entire game in Killzone 3, everyone is reminding him, reminding him of it and treating him like shit. It's awesome. You jackass. Yeah. Yeah. Is 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 this the first game that has uh, 3D support as well as uh, move support for Sony? Mm. Uh, it, it's the first one that have 3D. Yeah, but I don't think it had move. Well, this might yeah, be the was... first that has both. Um, I, actually, the first games that had the 3D support was uh, Super Stardust HD was one of the first games that had the 3D patches added on. Yeah, oh, I don't, I don't know if I could play this in both 3D and with the move. Yeah, I heard, I read about the Penny Arcade guys, and they said it degrades the visual quality so much it's not even worth it. Yeah, I would get dizzy. Very dizzy. I still wish, yeah, I wish I could try it with the sharpshooter because I've been hearing and reading on GameFAQs and other sites <clears throat> like a lot of really good positive feedback about it. Get in the zone. The kill, kill zone. zone. I hate I hate that <laughs> name. But we'll move on. What are you playing, Carrie? A little ditty called Marvel vs. Capcom 3. 3? Made, made by Capcom, and it has characters from Marvel, and it is well. Ah, that's, can, that's an appropriate you can, title. You can gather that from the title. But anyway. um. So how long I has have, it been, man, since the last one? It's been about 10 years, give it's or take. longer than that. Give or take. <laughs> uh, uh, probably about close to 13. Uh, 11. Give or, give or take. It's been 11 years. <laughs> give or take? <laughs> okay, yeah, moving it's been on. than that because I was in the Navy when that game came out. 2000 is like, when I it came out. I saw a year left in the Navy when that game came out, so it was 98. No, dude, Wikipedia says 2000. So what, well, 11 years ago well, or two generations back? Like, like I said, 45 seconds ago, 10 years, <laughs> give or take. Um, and I have to say I have mixed feelings about this game. On the one hand, the gameplay solid. 
the graphics are nice. And you know what? It's it's fun. It 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 it, ca- it truly captures the spirit of Marvel versus Capcom. However, um, Uh-oh. I do have a few um complaints, grievances. My first one is that they they kind of dumbed down the control scheme. This is the first thing I noticed because I played Tatsunoku versus Capcom. I'm like, wow, if they make another, and it's not as bad as Tatsunoku, but it's like I was like, if they make another Marvel game, I hope they don't dumb down. The control scheme, but they do. It's like you use the same three buttons to punch or kick, and depending on what character you have and whether you're in the air or your proximity from the the the, the enemy, they will punch or kick. Um, it's kind of weird at first. You get used to it immediately, but it's just really really weird. And there's a dedicated launch button which is for air combos. Which if you play the other game. You kind of have to play around with your characters, which is, to me, was one of the things one of the things I liked about the game. You have to play around with your character. You have to know your character on the old games because your launch attack was different with each character. For some characters, you didn't have to hold. Like with Ryu, you had to hold down and hit a hard punch, and he do his little uppercut and you fly in the air. With Mega Man, you didn't hold you didn't hold down anything. You just pressed the, the hard kick or the fierce kick, or whatever you call it, and that one launch. It was just different with their character, but with with this new control scheme, you don't really... I mean, you, you kind of have to know your characters, but you don't really have to know them to, to do your super moves because they're just about all the same. There's not a whole lot of variation. I mean... I don't know. That, it just kind of bummed me out a little bit. that, that so, they, so basically, that, it's extremely newbie-friendly. Well, I mean... <laughs> I mean the old game was newbie-friendly in a sense because you had the simple control scheme, which they still have on this game, but yet the advanced control scheme is dumbed down. So there's that, and I'm really I'm really not a fan of the art style of the game, which I, I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to make it more appealing to mainstream audiences or whatever. But as I've said before on this very podcast, I'm just not a fan of the Cro-Magnon Ryu, where he looks like a caveman. Um, well, I think you have to get deal with it because I think that's the the character model of Ryu that they're going to keep with. So, well, and it that would be the, sucks. The, the <laughs> canon, canon Ryu now. Yeah, I, I don't care what yeah, it is. It's see, I, I don't like it because he does not look Asian. What's he doesn't look Japanese whatsoever. He looks, and he looks like a white boy. Yeah. He looks like he looks like he looks like one of those dudes from Jersey Store, Jersey Shore, minus the tan, with a with a karate gi on. That's that's but, what he looks but like. But you know what? At least at least unlike in Fighting Street, the original game he appeared in, at least he's not redheaded. Yeah, oh. it's like a redheaded Japanese dude. Oh, a ginger like, ginger Ryu. They do funny. have they do have redheaded people because I've seen them, but maybe they just dyed their hair. Yeah, it's because they got <laughs> they, they, they have blue hair. What am I talking about? But anyway, um, I, I like I do I do enjoy this game. I don't get me there. But then there's the thing about the characters to where, like even Sergio, he don't list on a Twitter post. It was like the the last Marvel Capcom had 56 characters, and not just not just the characters per se, the choices of of the characters. Like really, there's like two people from. There's two people from there's Trish Trish from Devil May Cry made this game. Um, then that's crap. Crimson Viper from Street Fighter, no Ken, 
you know, but they they have freaking Crimson Viper on this game. Really? I mean, yeah, the, wow. the, the the roster is missing about fourteen people. Even 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 the even the Marvel characters, Modok, really? Yeah, Modok. Is it like? Uh, I mean, you don't think they're well, saving however, those for a later you, release? However, you, I don't like. That's the thing. I really don't think I will be surprised if they have a lot of DLC for this game because judging from their past, like even with the even with Super Street Fighter Four. The, the, that game is supposed to have all all this awesome DLC. Where is it? But but unlike we're, we're, costumes, we're, they got costumes. Yeah, but unlike we're, Super, we're, unlike Super Street Fighter Four, I don't think they're going to be making another one of these anytime soon. It depends on how it sells, man. I, I, I mean, <laughs> even, even depending on which version of this you bought, there was two DLC characters that you got codes <laughs> for, like you got the redeem codes for. So they've already talked about that they're gonna have like DLC first of, okay 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 principle wise like uh, like we talked about this it is DLC but it is if you you release downloadable content at launch it defeats the whole purpose of downloadable content true um yeah like I said those are those are launch characters they already had them made my 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 question is are they gonna continue to 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 produce characters for this game at this point i don't know if they're going to do that or not maybe they will you know i'm not saying they won't but they haven't shown me anything in the past that would indicate that they will do that (laughs) if if anything what they need to do is just make new models for the marvel versus capcom 2 roster and release them i i mean i would i don't even know if that's the answer yeah that should be a given though but i'm just saying looking at if you look at the character select screen there isn't a whole lot of room to add characters on it. I mean, I'm sure they they sure they could redesign the whole thing. I mean, of course they could do that, but just judging from the way the the screen is set up, they probably have room to add maybe four, four to six characters, and that's still well below the Marvel vs. Capcom 2 roster. Yeah, yeah, and so, like some of the characters are genius. Some of them are very good, but some of them like, are terrible. Okay, okay, I'll give you, like, on the Marvel side, X-23, what the hell? Yeah, boo. Um, okay, uh, Dormammu. I, I see, Dormammu. I, 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 I kind of dig that, because he, he's, he's an interesting character, you know? I mean, nobody really hardly knows of him, but I, I consider him an interesting character. But, like, even Super Scroll, great. That's a, that's a great choice. Um... Deadpool, excellent choice. Deadpool cracks jokes. He's like one of my favorite characters in this game because the whole time he's cracking jokes. Like if you like if he like his death, like one liner is like you pressed the wrong button. Ah. <laughs> and like his 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 launch attack, like when he launches you in the air, he says Shoryuken. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just he, like and there's this other attack where he's like your mama, and it's just like that's great. I love that, but She Hulk. She-Hulk? Right. Hulk, Hulk and She-Hulk. Yeah, overkill. Uh, it's just, I, I don't know, some of these choices, I, I just wonder. And even with, even with the, even with the, um, the Capcom side, Zero, great choice. Trombone, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> Felicia, Fel, even Felicia, you know, the, the, the Darkstalker characters, I, I love them as an addition because you haven't seen them in like forever. Chris Redfield, Great, he's like one of my favorite people on the game. I don't know about Amaratsu and Arthur though. I'm, I'm just, 
I got mixed feelings about them. Their inclusion is exciting. Like I, I like the fact that they're acknowledging that those games are are awesome. Yeah. Now, now how they're actually actually implemented in the gameplay, that I don't know because I haven't played it, but th- th- that seems interesting enough. Okay. Like, why I'm do not- we, Why do you need two humans from the Resident Evil franchise? Wesker's actually freaking awesome on this game, even though I don't understand why they put him in it. Uh, Beautiful Joe, great. Beautiful, however you say it, I don't know. Beautiful Joe, yeah. great inclusion. Beautiful Joe, yeah. Nathan Spencer, what the heck, from a crappy buying a commando game that sold like three copies, and he gets a spot, but yeah. Ken doesn't get a spot. Sakura doesn't get a spot. Um, Gal doesn't get a spot. Charlie doesn't get it, but freaking Nathan Spencer... I, well, I don't, I don't have a problem with him being included. Just don't use that character model. You know, you should. They should be not reminding people of that game. Well, I mean, what, remind what, people of the Bionic Commando rearmed guy. Eh, eh. I, 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 I don't. I would rather see Captain Commando than than Bionic Commando. Captain Commando is awesome. No Iceman, which I'm happy about because. If you're like my brother and you play with them, you just spam the ice beam the whole time. Uh, uh, ice beam! <laughs> ice beam! Ice beam! I have no ice to play this. There's no ice, man. Oh, man, do the hell. Yeah, I, I actually would like to pl- play this one because... And I no Cyclops. Really yeah. The second one. I'd want to play Marvel vs. Capcom 3 just to play Deadpool because he's my favorite yeah. comic book. Yeah. He, dude, he's awesome. And like, Don't get me wrong. Like, I have issues with this game, but it's an excellent game. I don't regret buying it. But it's just like, you know, it could have been, it, it's good, but it could have been great. <laughs> you know? Yeah. At this point, I still like the second one more than the third one. Whereas the, the second one just totally destroyed the first one. Like, it was just bigger in every way. You don't really get that with this one. Yeah. But, you know, maybe maybe they'll maybe they'll follow through on the DLC, and if that's the case, you know, then great great job, Capcom. Or 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 maybe a Super Marvel versus Capcom three. Oh, they're, they're not going to do that. I mean, how do you name all that franchise? <laughs> oh my gosh! But it is Capcom we're talking about. Yeah, good point. <laughs> good point. They will either a milk it for all it's worth and make you hate the living daylights out of it, or they will say, "Hey, we will. We got all this stuff coming out for it, and then just leave it alone." Yeah, on, on, on one like minor notes. On one minor note, another thing I will say is, it, it, and it's not so much about this game, but it's about Street Fighter Four. It's kind of researched the whole fighting game thing, you know, not on a large scale, but like Sega's actually releasing a two D fighter. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but they're releasing like a two D high def fighter. They're actually just publishing it, but it's just amuses me to see these these fighting games kind of coming out where. It, where We've gone years out having 2D fighters, and now there's like a bunch of them about to come out. Or not a bunch, but you got the Tekken game, the Tekken Street Fighter games coming out. I think there's a new Tekken game coming out, right? Uh, possibly. And, and, more, and Mortal Kombat's coming out this year. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's just interesting to see these games kind of bubbling back up. Yep. Well, that does it for. Well, that's not that doesn't do it for what we're playing. Hey, what are you playing, Clarence? Oh, man, on your uh, review of your uh, Android device last week, you mentioned that you had a word with friends. I had downloaded, like, way probably 
five months ago, but I never really played it. I just went over to Scrabble because I thought, you know, it was better because it's Scrabble. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and after installing that and, and and actually actually bought it for ninety nine cents and and playing around with it for a month or so, I just got like frustrated with it because it connecting to a person and actually getting the game started. It, you do it do it through Facebook and there's like so many bugs with restarting the app and you gotta log in every time and it, it's just very very frustrating. So I mean, with your uh, with your review of your Android device, I went over and and, and picked up uh, Words with Friends again, and boy, am I loving it, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I I love that game. And like at any given time, I'll have like seven to ten games going. Yep. And I, I find it very buggy though. Oh really? Wow. I mean, oh yeah. It 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 may be because it's just on the platform, but man, on iPhone it's like rock solid. I mean, that like I said, that's yeah. the, that's the reason I left uh, Scrabble because it's so buggy. But man, this this thing runs beautifully. Uh, connecting with friends uh, through your contact list, uh, through other social services is just like pretty easy, and and getting the game going is is beautiful. Uh, see, yeah, I, haven't, I haven't had too many problems with the crashing on my phone. Well, no, it, it's not a matter of crashing. It's a matter of games just getting stuck. Like right now, I have two games that it's telling me that it's my move, but when I open the games, it's not my move. I think that's an Android so, problem. Yeah, so the yeah, games I, are just I haven't, stuck. I haven't had that either. Might have to free up some resources. <laughs> They're pretty stable. I don't know, but it, like, it's, it's a fantastic game. Like I, I already love Scrabble, so... It, it, I, what was funny is I mentioned this last week. I think I mentioned it last week. I I sent out a request via Facebook saying anybody wants to play, just look me up. And within five minutes, I had four games. So it's it's obviously very popular. Oh yeah, and 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 the cross platform play is I mean is is wonderful. Also, um, I know a while back me and Kara was talking about a few games we found that were cross platform, which those are full on games though. But I mean, just to see something that you can play on any device is pretty cool. Yeah, indeed. All right. Well, uh, I don't even know how to go into the next part because it, it's a shout out. We got a shout out via Twitter. Yeah, what was so, that all about? Yeah, like so. As many of you may have read, I uh, I wrote a, re- a review for You Don't Know Jack about a week or so ago, the new You Don't Know Jack game, and apparently. Uh, Jellyvision or whoever's running the You Don't Know Jack Twitter page got a hold of it and uh, they quoted me. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, like I. Clarence him in the emails, like, hey, look at this. And uh, that's that's kind of cool. And, and what. On our way. And what was the actual <laughs> quote? The quote was if you don't like You Don't Know Jack. There's a black place in your soul that sun will never touch. <laughs> Did you steal that from somewhere? That's pretty No. Good. <laughs> that's pretty good. And that's like right at the end of the review, so they had to read the entire thing. Oh yeah, that, that's sweet. Sweet. So so uh thank you, Jellyvision. You can uh, put that on your boxes. <laughs> no problems. You know, keep you that on the bottom. Sergio you know, Tech Edition, I'll, I'll be fine with that. Just remember us with you know reviews come up you know <laughs> and just the stuff early. 
well, that does it for the Tech Finish podcast, everybody. That was a that was a fat podcast. We had a lot of stuff. Oh uh, yeah. And wait, Carl was here by proxy, so that that helped. He was channeled. Yeah. Uh, that though, that's some some really bad impersonation of Carl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, hey, visit us this site techpedition.com. Uh, also, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, we're at techpedition. Uh, you can also uh, like us on Facebook. Just search techpedition. Uh, send us fan mail. Uh, go to the little site. Fill out the fan mail form. Um, and uh, do we ever sign? We decide on a sign off thing. Uh, no, we no, did. What? Very, very quick. Another tweet is in the can. Very, very quick. Yeah. <laughs> the tech has been casted. I, I really <laughs> like the tech has been casted. Have a tech with this is weak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So here we go. Heal me now. Uh, tune in next week. The tech has been casted. Cue the music. I can't I can't beat that. <laughs> <laughs> I just smells burnt and dusty. <laughs> <laughs>